Hi all, welcome to Piano Writers and Works. My name is Holly Harland and in today's episode is Messiah of Baroque. George Friedrich Handel was born on the 23rd of February 1685 in Halle, Duchy of Magdeburg, which was part of Brandenburg, Prussia. Since the Second World War, Halle has been part of Saxony-Anhalt, the state of Germany. Handel was a son of a barber surgeon with no relatives or musical upbringing at home to surround himself with as his father was not a fan of his musical ambitions. It is said that as a boy, Handel had to sneak to the attic to play a clavichord that was hidden up there. If this statement is true, I hope he had help getting into the attic and that someone put the clavichord in the attic rather than himself as a clavichord weighs about 20 kilograms. However, Handel showed that he had a gift for music and became a pupil in Halle to composer Friedrich Sacco, where he learned keyboard performance and composition. His father died at the age of 11. His education had been provided for, as in 1702 he enrolled as a law student at the University of Halle. I assume he had an interest in law, you know, without a figure to sort of push him into it or stir him away from music if his father did not like him pursuing a musical career. This is why I stated a minute ago about someone helping him put the clavichord into the attic because his father died at the age of 11 so assuming he was at a young age when he started the clavichord. William Dean's The New Grooved Handle suggests that he was possibly fulfilling his father's wish or because he saw himself as dedicated to the liberal arts. The liberal arts is a western term that makes up subjects history, literature, philosophy, sociology, psychology. It is said that those who earn a liberal arts degree learn to formulate effective arguments and to communicate well and solve problems. From this conclusion, we can assume that he was a highly intelligent man, articulate, and well-spoken. In 1702, Handel headed to the city of Trier to begin law school. However, he spent much more time studying organ with Facot, playing for at least a year at the Reformed Cathedral in Halle, and eventually dropped out of law school to pursue music full-time. This church is considered a Calvinist church, a religion formed in the Reformation period in Zurich by John Calvin in the 16th century. This, I would think, would not be a huge issue for Handel, as we know him to be brought up as a Lutheran. 
Lutherism was founded by Martin Luther in the 16th century and was a spark of the Reformation against Catholicism. Both Lutherism and Calvinism are branches of Protestantism. Although the two faiths do not agree on everything, there is no doubt to suggest Handel would not have been welcomed. During this time as an organist, he provided suitable music and sacred compositions. In his early writings, he created very long arias and unending cantatas, which, while not possessing the proper skill or correct taste for some, his harmony skills and writing were superb. So even though the performance by opera singers would witter on, they would at least sound in tune and together from the ability to write correct harmony. After his year post, he moved north to Hamburg, where greater opportunities were. He became a harp recordist in Hamburg and early 1705, he led the premiere of his first opera, Almere. He was 19 years old when Almere opened and it was a success. It was performed 20 times in total until its place was taken by Handel's next opera, Nero. His time in Hamburg gave him the groundwork in creating a model of what was to come. Handel spent the years 1705 to 1710 travelling in Italy, where he met some great musicians of that day who influenced him. This includes Arcangelo Corelli and Alessandro Scarlatti and his son Domenico. He went to Italy having spent most of his youth in Germany to find new singers, especially as it being the birth country of opera. He composed many works in Italy, including two operas and numerous Italian solo cantatas, which is vocal compositions. Whilst in Italy, Handel developed his musical style, having adopted Italian opera, which led to make him an international figure. However, it was not all glory in Italy, as he experienced some discrimination towards his faith as a Lutheran. It is said that on a few times, many Italian cardinals attempted to convert him to Catholicism. However, he resisted and remained faithful to the Protestant cause, and you would think that in those times that Catholicism had been the dominant religion throughout Western Europe, and that you're spending a lot of your time in that country that was Catholic, it must have been very tough. Especially as most of the work that you could receive as a musician was through the church. In 1710, he was appointed Kalbmeister, which is German for conductor of the orchestra or choir, to the elector of Hanover, who was the future King George I of England. And later that year, 
he moved to England. It is speculated that possibly the move to London would have benefited his faith as a Protestant, as in 1701, Britain passed the Act of Settlement, making it law that the monarch had to be Protestant. In 1711, his opera Rinaldor was performed in London, and it was greeted so enthusiastically that Handel sensed the possibility of the continuing popularity and prosperity in England. Especially as he receiving a generous salary of £200 from Queen Anne. I imagine there must have been a high expectation on Handel to receive a commission from royalty. He established himself in English society. He bought a house in Mayfair in 1723 and lived there until his death. 36 years later. I have kept Handel's biography brief as his life is mostly attributed to opera, oratorios and his compositions, which are very important as a musician to know and explore. However, Handel did create piano works and the Pescalia from Suite Number no. 7 in G minor outlines his creativity in composition, and I would consider him to be one that definitely shaped chord progression heard in piano and works to follow. The Pescalia is a musical form originated in Spain as a strummed interlude between instrumentally accompanied dances or songs. Although the term is Spanish, the first written examples were Italian. The Italian pieces were simple, brief sequences of chords outlining a cadential formula. This is what is heard in Handel's Pascalia. Although the piece is chordal and quite a simple piece for piano, having been originally written on harpsichord, the harmony is executed exquisitely as it incorporates the circle of fifths. The circle of fifths is the 12 chromatic pitches as a sequence of perfect fifths. So each key signature is separated by a fifth interval. For example, you start in the key of C major in the circle of fifths at 12 o'clock and if you count five intervals up in the keyboard, you reach the next key, G, in the major key, 
and you add a sharp for key of G, that is F sharp. In the major series, a sharp is added for every new fifth interval until you reach the bottom of the circle, so at six o'clock, where you reach the key of F sharp major. F sharp major is also known as G flat major. So as we continue to move clockwise, the flats move in order of fifths. However, instead of adding a flat, as we've added a sharp, you do the opposite and remove one with every new key. The baton continues until we get back to a circle with C major, which has no flats or keys. I understand that may have been technical to those that have not done any music theory. However, there will be official posts on my Instagram at hrh.music, which I will try and leave a link to in the podcast notes. So in Pascalia, the chord of progression uses the circle of fifths. It starts in G minor, then moves to D minor, then to the relative major, D minor to F major, then to B flat major, then to E flat, then reverts back to minor, C minor, being relative to E flat major, and circles back to G minor. If you're a musical or mathematical or like seeing patterns like myself, this is satisfyingly pleasing not only to the ear but also visually. Although Handel did not create the circle of fifths, nor was he the first to use it in his compositions, I would definitely say that him using it in his compositions was a big influence for compositions to come. Although opera dominated the majority of Handel's career, for several centuries he has been better known for his oratorios and instrumental works. The year 1741 saw the composition of his greatest oratorio, The Messiah. An oratorio is a choral work, different from an opera in that it does not include the costumes, scenery or stage direction. However, they both have a storyline. The Messiah was based off Psalms from the King James Bible and is the main source for the familiar Hallelujah Chorus. Although it's not a piano work, it has stood the test of time, and even if you weren't musical, it is still a well-known song or tune to most people in Britain. As luckily, Handel wrote for London audiences, with some pieces performed in English. 
Handel, through his works, forged a personal idiom by taking Italian traditions and adding in elements of German counterpoint. This is definitely highlighted in the Messiah and even the Hallelujah Chorus. As Italian opera is focused on the beautiful singing and less use of orchestral music. Alongside German counterpoint, as the piece throughout changes texture, switching between homophonic, which is all voices singing the same melody, to polyphonic, where multiple melodies happen at once. This result of both Italian and German techniques combined became a unique cosmopolitan style which when Handel took it to London, it would expand to then be embraced into the musical legacy carried out by composer Henry Purcell. Handel was definitely an influence on music in his time and far after, as his funeral in 1759 had over 3,000 people attend and it was a huge state affair. Praise doesn't come much higher than from Beethoven, who said of Handel's works, go to him to learn how to achieve great effects by such simple means. Thank you all for listening to Piano Writers and Works. Don't forget to follow on social media at hrh.music on Instagram and TikTok to get the exclusive behind the scenes. See you all in the next episode. Bye.